gentlemen, it is Thursday. All day. It's March the 17th, 2022. It's another Technical Alpha podcast. Glad you could all join us. I'm still, I'm still, I still get all friggin' tripped out with Discord. There we go. Changed up the video layout on me. Yeah, I can hear you. You're good. You're fresh. Got the mic coming through. So, take off the podcast. I hope you're all uh, having a good one. Got another great show lined up for you today, as always, of course. Um, Not a long news list, so it it could be a shorter podcast. You never know. Or... Can you send, send me the list? Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't have it. Well, fucking my bad. How dare I? You should actually be able to use the same link every time, actually, by the way. Oh. I think well, I, I just, I'm go. pretty, I'm pretty sure. I'm not a hundred, don't quote me on that, but give her a shot next week and see what happens. All right. <laughs> just, you just bookmark that shit. Um, yeah, not a long list, but it's never stopped us before. Before we jump into that said short list, most important question of the week, Mr. Black, how was your week? Uh, how was my week? Uh, what did I do? It was just another week. I've just been streaming, trying Nothing to crazy. play catch up. Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Same old shit, different day. Mm. Um, been watching a lot of reality TV. Been doing that. <laughs> All right. Which uh, one specifically? Too hot to handle is probably on no, that list. No, well, no, we're already done that. Oh, okay. We're, uh, we we watched uh, we watched season two and season three of Temptation Island. Oh, that's a special. That's a special bro. kind of reality television, bro. Bro, that's that's you, a, that, you that's almost M? too far down the list nah, for me. You and M got to watch that shit because that <laughs> shit is a fucking train wreck. I mean, it is couples going on an island with a bunch of singles and just watching them cheat and lose their minds. Uh, it's great. It's it's a it's a good it's a good escape. You know, I uh, I, I I I take some of my um, I've been taking fucking like THC oils. So that yeah, can, like, you mentioned that a couple weeks night. ago. Yeah, yeah. So man, around seven o'clock at night, about an hour before Kai goes to bed, put my oils in there. Nothing crazy. I'm not like getting like you know obliterated. It's just enough to like loosen me up and just get go to sleep. <laughs> if I'm watching so Temptation Island, I'm getting obliterated. I'm gonna get bro, <laughs> bro. I t- I get my oils. I get my 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 gluten free brownies and my lactose free ice cream. <laughs> Turned into a bed. Californian hipster, bro. I sit in bed. <laughs> Kai goes to bed. Kayla's in bed around eight thirty. We uh, we hook that bitch up to the TV and we sit down. I'm half baked. I'm eating my I'm eating my stuff and I'm just laughing and making fun. That's been my that's actually the been dream. my week. So it's been a pretty good week, I guess. That's not bad. But that's we're not all bad. at episodes now, so you know. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So now we're we're. I think we're gonna watch. Um, what show does she, she want to? Oh, um, season two of it came. I think it's called like Upload, season two on on um, Amazon Prime. Oh, the first season was great. It's about like uh, when you die, you um, they if you have money, they can they can um, put you in the afterlife, and okay. uh, it's like it's like a retirement home for the dead. Oh, okay, and they go in there. And then, you know, they get to live in this retirement home with all these other dead people. But then he finds out that, like, he was murdered. And then there's there's people on the outside that, um, you know, there's a love interest. And 
it's basically like tech support. They can talk to people in the real world <laughs> from the afterworld. Okay. And they, they fall in love. And then she's also trying to get to the bottom of his murder or did he get murdered? And okay. it's, a, it's a fun show and it's a comedy. It's like, a, it's like a dark comedy. Okay. Uh, it's good. It's good. It's, it, it would definitely be your, your cup of tea. Okay. It's good. It's fun. It's a fun show. It's on I Amazon. Need, I just need Amazon Prime to actually be fixed because on my uh, NVIDIA Shield, like two updates ago, uh, or the last update for Amazon Prime's app, it, like only when the app first loads do all the thumbnails, like all of those load in. But if you go mm. scrolling through the lists in the app, eventually the thumbnails just up and fucking disappear and not only that like if let's say i scroll through i can still see like the the title of the the show or the movie or whatever else but if i click on one where the thumbnail ain't there won't even play the show just black screen that's weird that's weird i just use the uh the apps on my smart tv yeah that's what well i mean uh, it's the same app it's just that it's loading up on the nvidia shield instead like it's the exact same app the difference is is that on the shield it's just um slightly less lag i bought it way back when i had a not smart tv uh, just watch your <laughs> shit on your tv then or is that not a smart tv no well it is now because i bought oh. the, those that was part of my week i bought the new tv oh. Oh, okay well there you go crisis yeah. averted uh so uh I'll, I'll yeah i'll sign in maybe and see if it works there versus uh the the shield but either either way yeah no i, I never saw that on the previews anytime we were in prime so i'll have to give it a look and uh and see we're actually watching now the um i know we're getting into movies and tv ahead of time but it doesn't matter the the we're watching um too hot to handle that that season because we hadn't started it yet so we're watching it now dude there they have go. a guy who is identical to cam from the season before do you know who that is the like the blonde haired dude uh with like the jaw like he, cam from the two seasons ago had it was the blonde haired like bad boy that had a fucking jaw as wide as a cadillac yeah, yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. And he, then in this season, there's a guy, and I'm trying to remember his name. Um, uh, oh, fucking hell. It's a Steven. Steven. Steven is identical to Cam. He looks kind of almost identical. Similar. He acts yeah. the exact same way. It's fucking weird. Cam was weird. the UK guy, right? Yeah, Cam was the UK, yeah. the, the UK dude that, uh, that was like the guy that tried to convince the girl to fucking like get him off because he had blue balls yeah bro <laughs> wait till you watch temptation island bro dude that show that show is crazy like i bro i'm telling you like what is the end game for that show is there like a prize if yeah you, so, if you manage to like not fucking suck no, somebody so, else's dick like what is the yeah so so they go in to the, there's four couples they go in because there's a problem in the relationship so whether okay. that is trust Right. Or uh, maybe somebody's not being emotion emotionally uh, vulnerable, okay. or they're not opening up, or um, you know maybe somebody cheated in the past, and you know they say that they're gonna that they've changed, so now you know this is the big test, you know. Ah. So four couples go to an island. I, I think it's in Hawaii, mm. and then they go into separate villas, and basically they they um, yeah, there's like ten or twelve singles. They're all looking for love as well, and the whole objection, uh, uh, um, um, the uh, uh, the what's the word I'm looking for? The the objective, objective. Thank you of the show is: will they leave the island together as a couple? Will they find new love and leave with somebody new, 
or will they go home alone and realize that their relationship ain't worth? And the cool thing is, is they don't see each other for 30 days. So they're away from each other for 30 days. Okay. But all they get is a thing called bonfire, which is basically like, um, it, it's, it's like, uh, in survivor when they do the like voting yeah, out and yeah. stuff, they get together with the host and, and the, the couples they get together or not the couples, but the sing or the, say all the females or all the guys yeah. and then they get like a 30 second clip of what their significant other Has was been up doing to. up to and then when they see the clip so whether it is like they're lap dancing or they're kissing or they're saying something emotional or talking shit about their woman or they're fucking or they're getting sucked anything like that they will see it and then it's instant retaliation bro then they're like oh Oh, they want to be necking, are they? They want to they they want to be making out. Okay, well, there's this fucking Guess I'll dude. Do I've it been, too, yeah, bro. I'm <laughs> telling you, it is. It's way better than too hot to handle. I mean, okay. this is infinite because with too hot to handle, it's like they lose a little bit of money. It's like whatever. Here, there's no cash prize. Here, they're just trying to see. And I'm telling you, dude, people break up. They go home with other people. Some make it. Some go alone. There's sex. There's there's threesomes. There's like and it's full blown, bro. Like it's it's full blown. And we're talking like episode one. Like it gets wild. You're like, oh my god. And you can tell the Who shit's real. Who signs man. up for these shows, bro? And they go and they, especially they, they there's have... no cash prize. You're literally like no. for shit that you should just go to a therapist for. They're like, yeah. you know what? Fuck therapy. Let's go to Temptation Island. That'll bro, fix they... it. And they, what they do is they get everybody's, and to make it harder, they they tell the producers what kind of people they're attracted to, what kind of professions they like, and then they find like the perfect, you know, people for what they say they like, and then they get tempted, and then they have to take people on dates, then they vote out people as the show goes on so they can narrow it down, and there's so much alcohol. All they do is drink all the time and party. <laughs> It's uh, it's wild. You know what it's this fun. sounds like? You know what it sounds like? The people that sign up for this, they've already made up their mind that they're going to be, like, fucking other people. They're just doing it under the guise of the show. So, like, with their, like nobody oh, going there is going there, th- is going there going, yeah, we're going to solve our relationship problems here. They're like, this is an opportunity for me to find somebody super hot and just fuck them and, and do it, uh, and do like it with, that. like, no recourse. Yeah. Like, some, some, what I found, I don't know if it's exactly that, but potentially, but I know <laughs> that some of them for sure, and you can see it from like their actions and how they talk and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's guaranteed that they go there wanting to break up. They just yeah. don't have the balls to break up with the person. Right. And so they go there and then they have an excuse. They find love and then they, you know, they can break up that way. But tables turn and stuff because then they then they they get in pain because they see the person that they love <laughs> fucking with somebody else and then they want to fight for them bro it's an emotional roller coaster man <laughs> people are breaking down people are begging people sometimes they'll go wedding ring shopping and then like in the finale they'll like they'll propose to try and like and bro and it just crazy, oh, bro. bro and they and they seen what they did man i'm telling you you're gonna be We'll we'll have to talk about Temptation Island. Okay, I'll see, I'll, I'll uh, see if I can convince him to watch newer, Temptation get Island. Get the newer seasons because okay. it used to be back in like early two thousands or in the late nineties. Go, there's three seasons of the newer stuff that started in like 2018, 2019. Okay, uh, we already watched Netflix? season. 
Uh, no, we watched it on just like a, it was on a website. We were just streaming oh, it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but I'm sure it, it might be on a streaming service, but. I thought I, I did see that the, streaming I, service. There's a website where, with all the episodes. I can, I can send you the link. But, um, dude, uh, I'm telling you, it is an absolute gong show of a show. It's the perfect escape for guilty pleasure and, and just seeing how ridiculous people get and how emotional people get. You know, and the, trust me, it's usually one person on 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 in a couple that begs the other person to go, and the, and one it's usually one side just I don't want to be here. Like I don't know why they would bring me here. And the next thing you know, it they realize that their boyfriend or their girlfriend is dog shit, and and they start falling for other people. And then the di- the the uh, the bonfire session happens. And then it's just and the fucking the host Mark Wahlberg, not like the Marky Mark, but I call him Marky Mark. He's a fucking troll. He'll he'll like he'll show a video and he'll be like, "How does it make you feel?" And 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 he'll just he'll gaslight people and just get them fired up. And then the other girls and other guys, when they see it, they're like, "Oh, I can't believe they did that to you." And they're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get even." I've been uh, you know, and it's it's awesome. It's awesome. Fuck. This sounds like the most painfully Temptation American Island. television show ever created. Holy I'd host shit. the shit out of that show. Yeah. Hell yeah. I would. <laughs> oh, it's great. Marky Mark. Oh, anyway. fuck. That's been it's my not, week. So it's been a pretty good week, I guess. It's a shame. It's a shame it's not uh it's not actually Mark Wahlberg. Because what what's the one uh oh yeah, uh, uh Love uh Love, love is, is Blind? blind. Yeah. Where it's uh, where it's uh, fucking uh, Nick Nick, Nick Lachey. Lachey. And yeah, we watched that. Yeah, dude, dude, <laughs> dude that every, shit's cringe too. At the start of every fucking season, when they come in there, his wife introduces herself, and then he goes, and he always says, "And I'm Nick I'm Lachey." Nick Lachey. He obviously. Always says he yeah. says, obviously. Obviously. And so every fuck, dude, I'm so fucking childish and it drives him fucking crazy. Every time he'd appear on screen throughout the entire season, I'm on the couch going, and I'm Nick Lachey. Nick Lachey. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> and I can't have to remind him that he was part of 98 Degrees. Like, do you remember that one song we had back in the day? Uh, that's me. Obviously. He's done well for himself regardless. I mean, shit. Yep. Clearly. Anyway. My week was uh, another week at the house. Got uh, a bunch of stuff done there. Um, yesterday and today we didn't do anything. Uh, Dad tweaked his back, and so we're we're taking a couple Rip. of days there. Uh, coincidentally, tweaked his back not working at the house. It was one of those things like every back tweak where you're doing something completely pedestrian, and then your back just fucking evaporates. Uh, and for him, it was... Not even shoveling, but sweeping the snow off of the fucking, like, walkway. Oh, rip. Not hey, man, care- I sneezed and ripped my back. Yeah, you know? not, not, not lifting drywall, not doing any of the shit we've been doing. No, sweeping the light snow that we had off of the, you know, so anyway. Um, hopefully he'll be good to go another uh, couple of days. So I told him to at least take today off, because it was podcast day anyway, so it was only maybe a half day at the house. So uh, he's he's uh, got his feet up and the heating pad engaged fully. Uh, and uh, other than that, um, uh, finally got our tubs around after Home Depot fucking gave us the runaround for the longest time. Uh, it finally showed up. You'll remember, I think I mentioned on the podcast where they canceled it 
Like after the order got delayed three times, they canceled it. It was like a month in the processing, and then all of a sudden they canceled it, and I had to call them up. Um, but it all worked out. We got it yesterday, and because of all the issues that we had, they gave us, and I, and because specifically I bitched on Twitter, which I do all the time, and then at that company in the hopes that they're like, oh God, somebody's screaming and they don't have three followers. What do we have to do? And so they come in and, and uh, they did. They fell right into that bitch like, uh, like a fucking honeypot. Uh, and then at the end of that, they gave me a $250 gift card to fucking Home Depot. Uh, what? so between that and the discount, I already worked out of them for the, the tub surround. Uh, I got like 50% off that fucking tub surround. So let's go. Worked out in the end. Let's go. Yeah. Big dub. Uh, that follower privilege over there. That's Sometimes right. You got to hit him with it. All 3000 followers. Look out. Hey, they're coming. We're coming for you. These retweets, we're, we're they're going to add up. We're coming Home for Depot. you. Home <laughs> Depot. So anyway, did got that? Uh, we ordered our flooring and stuff is now going to be on the way here in, in the not too distant uh, next week or so. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, it was just a, a week of getting some stuff in and, and doing some drywall work at the house. Uh, and then two days ago, I I got my my TV for the new office uh, because when we move, uh, when we move over there, uh, we need one for the the living room. So the old TV is going up in the living room, and I got a TV that I can use for live streaming with, so I can sit with my feet up and not have like fucking inflated feet and legs at the end of the working day. Uh, and I'm excited beyond measure to do that shit. I think we discussed this on the podcast before, but there is literally nothing better than gaming in a recliner or on a couch. It doesn't get oh, any better. It's the best. Sitting, even if you have the best gaming chair in the fucking world, bro, you're sitting Guys, on it right now. I, I literally got the goat. It's, I, I, it's I'm, the I'm goat. I'm not sure there's many other chairs that are considered better, and I can tell you, a $300 30-year-old... <laughs> sofa chair that has your permanent imprint of your ass cheeks and you're kind of sitting on springs is just a better time it is sitting back something about a couch and a controller not a fucking keyboard and mouse and That's you right. sit back you can get up whenever you want you can sit down you got a drink beside you you're chilling there maybe the ac or fans blowing on you you fuck you can pause it when you want just fucking chill out Scratch your balls. Uh, it's great. <laughs> and you're on it and you're, and you're playing on a TV, which is really the, the biggest, the biggest dub because no matter yes. how good your monitor is, I mean, we got people buying like 42 and 48 inch fucking OLEDs to be their monitor because really they just want to play on a TV, but yes. they're, they're slaves to their PC yes. and, and their desk. And so they, they buy these 42 and 48s trying to, trying to reclaim the feeling of playing on a TV. And it ain't the same. And, and today, the average TV size is fucking huge. You don't need to spend a fortune on a TV. You can get like a, a halfway decent TV from two years ago for like fucking 1200 bucks. Yep. That's Canadian. So like fucking 1000 bucks American. So uh, I'm salty. I got an update on Steam. Oh. Oh, I, right. I, yes. I messaged them. Because for those that don't that didn't hear, I pre-ordered the Steam Deck, the fucking 512 gig or whatever the uh, version it was, the, the right. big one. Um, they took a deposit, and then when I was in Vegas, on my way home, it was like 
the same day on my way home or some shit, or it was a day before that, they shot me an email and I remember seeing it and I was like, okay, I'm, you know, I, I don't have steam. I don't, I don't have my stuff with me. Like I, I, you know, I'm, it is what it is. Um, they sent me a link and it said, you have 72 hours to, to, to do it. I didn't even realize that it said the 72 hours right away. I just said, uh, it, it said like your pre-order is ready or whatever. Click the link. And then when you click on the link and you go there, it's like a little fine print. That's like, Hey, you've got X amount of time. So anyway, I was like, I'll deal with it when I get home because I'll be home in like a day and a half. It's whatever. So I come home. Uh, I was obviously fucking tired of shit because I, you know, traveled from Las Vegas to Halifax, right? Mm-hmm. It's like 10, 10 hours of travel, not including the drives to the airport. Uh, sleep most of the day just because I was jet lagged. And then uh, the next day we had the podcast and then I realized, oh shit. Uh, I should probably go and do that. I went over there and I was like four hours off. It was like same day. It's like literally four hours away. So I was like, yeah, you should probably email. So I emailed these guys and I said, Hey, I really want to get my, my stream deck. I was traveling. Uh, I was traveling. I got home. I was in the States and I'm back home. Is there any way that you can make an exception? You know, I, I I'm, I'm ready to buy this, whatnot. They sent me an email pretty quick. I got it. I got it like the same night. It was like a few hours later. And they're like, yeah, sorry to tell you, but uh, you uh, there, you know, you had seventy two hours. Uh, unfortunately, there's no way to, uh, you know, to 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 reverse this. Uh, we're gonna have to cancel your your spot. And then as soon as I got that email, I got another email from Steam saying, hey, your pre order has been canceled. Um, would you like to re pre order? I went to go re pre order, and it was like quarter three, late quarter three uh, of this year when when they're gonna be able to get more. So I said, fuck that. I'm not even going to buy one. Fuck them. That's the same. That's the same thing I'd say. Fuck them. Uh, you know, and, and it sucks because I just got a brand new projector for the theater room. Shit is like pure sex. And I would have loved to have been able to sit in the room, play some steam games and just chill out. Like what you said, sit on a sofa, fucking 120 inch screen, chill out, you know, play that shit. And now I can't. Now I'm just now they're just not getting my money. I'll never buy one now. So, fuck them. Oh, that's such a weird fucking system. We said that when it happened live last week. It was like, who the fuck is out here canceling pre-orders? Or or who needs to confirm a pre-order months after a pre-order has already been exactly. placed? It like, doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense. Just so, charge me and just, like, you know. Just charge like sense. everyone else does. Just charge on the day that it comes and fucking there you go. So, anyway, anyway that's unfortunate. Um... But, uh, yeah, fuck. That's brutal. It is what it is. That's brutal. But you did get the projector. That's the trade. You have the projector now. It's looking good the in there. Yep. Oh, uh, it's, it's God tier. And, uh, and I got, I got my TV. I ended up with the, the C1, uh, OLED, um, which is the, the, uh, the great, great grandson of the one that you have in your living room, <laughs> living room. Yeah. Cause I think TV. yours was fucking oh my god that's uh seven six seven six uh, no not seven no five years five five years yeah five uh is it been five has it been that long yeah yeah damn yeah it still looks incredible it's just it's yeah delivery. it does Runs like butter it does its thing um yeah so picked up picked up one of those uh fleeced the fuck out of a best buy employee for uh for it it was on sale and i fleeced him for the four-year burn-in warranty and and uh 
Uh, ended up getting the burn-in warranty plus the cost of the TV for the pre-sale price of the TV itself. It was a big fat dub on that one. Uh, set her up to start using her uh, because I gotta get it calibrated in a couple months. Uh, and so I've been enjoying that. Uh, big, you know, big update from uh, from having my... Oh yeah. Fucking how old is that thing? That one, that one was... That one probably seven years. That's more. Uh, nine. Damn. Twenty late 2013. Um, late 2013, early 2014, because it was a Boxing Day sale that I got that plasma. Um, and she was she's she's old. She'll she'll work as a as a secondary TV for the most part, but she's gotten quite dim because it's you know, it's an organic material. The plasma TV it's gotten quite dim over the years. Um, and this is a a, a big step up. For sure. I mean, I, I shouldn't... You know what? I'll be I'll be real. Like, my plasma, if it was brand new, which is a big if, but, like, if you even if it had 1080p, plasmas were so fucking good. Yes, this is a, a step up, without question. But it's not like we're fucking light years uh, ahead. I think probably the best, the best parts of this TV aren't necessarily, you know, that it just looks so amazing. It's that for gaming it's incredible all the shit on yeah. it for gaming is, is fucking incredible so i'm uh, i'm looking forward to hooking that up uh, in the new house for the uh, the stream and playing all the games i've missed for the last couple of months which they keep adding up speaking of games it's time to talk about some games let's, let's get through this it. very short list not a lot happening here uh for those of you still waiting for half-life episode three bless you if you are uh, or those just wanting some more Half-Life related content in their life, the video game documentary crew over at Noclip put out their two and a half hour long documentary about the monumental game mod and overhaul Black Mesa, which if you've ever played, you might not have even played uh, the game and heard of Black Mesa. It was one of the, uh, you know, one of the, the, the bigger mods to have ever been done for, uh, for any game really. And it's and like it says, it's more of an overhaul. It's almost an entirely new game. Uh, catch it on their YouTube channel if you're interested. Noclip does really, really good stuff, and I'm sure there's lots of people that uh, would be excited to see some Half-Life content of any kind, and that's a good place to get some right now, because it's sure shit not coming into Steam. Nope. Dead Space's remake, this one's for you, Mr. Black, was indeed confirmed for 2023. It's coming out next year. Uh, that was confirmed this week, and some sample images have already been put out by the team on social media to show how things are coming along. Unfortunately, this is one of those cases where the team should probably have been, should probably have read the room a bit. You can't, you can't show anything these days without people just absolutely picking it apart to death uh, and misunderstanding what you're showing them, especially. So they showed some screenshots from like the old game and then the remake, but they mm. were only showing only some of the assets in the the new picture were the new assets and other uh, most of it was placeholder stuff most of the lighting was placeholder and things like that uh, and things like that so it looked so much brighter it wasn't like the atmosphere wasn't the same and all that shit but it was placeholder and they did tell people but of course nobody reads that shit so they just saw the the side by side picture of the old game and the new one and they were like oh my god it looks fucking atrocious! And then everyone was, like, fucking losing their minds, and people were, like, frantically trying to tell them, like, no, you just fucking this placeholder shit, don't do it. Moral of the story is, if you're a developer, just don't even bother, man. Just don't show anyone. Just tell them it's coming in 2023 and launch that motherfucker. Maybe put a trailer out, like, two months before. Call today. 
Do what Bethesda's doing with Starfield right now. That game comes out this year. We haven't seen a single solitary piece of gameplay yet. And it is launching this year, apparently. They put out, uh, uh, speaking of which, actually I can skip ahead here a, a couple of bits, but Starfield got a video this week taking a look at how things are going uh, on with the team uh, and the development of the game itself. Uh, except you're not seeing much of the actual game, which is supposedly to come out at the end of this year, like I just mentioned. Perhaps they're saving up for a full blast at Summer Game Fest, which is my guess. Uh, they've done that in the past with other titles as well. Skyrim, for example, they showed the gameplay trailer like five months before the launch of the game, and it was more or less one of the first times we had seen anything gameplay-wise. Uh, so it wouldn't be the first time they did that. Uh, and I think that's smart, especially today, more than ever, for the exact reason that we just witnessed with the, you know, the, the, um, uh, with, uh, fucking, uh, oh my god, Dead Space. With the Dead Space release. You know, you show something that's incomplete, and people just lose their shit. They, they yep. don't understand what they're looking there's at. Not even, like, well, I mean, there's not even a point to even show it, you know? You may, you may as well just show it when it's ready to be shown. Or render and get that specific thing done you don't have to do the whole damn game it's just like what the movie trailers do you know movie trailers they'll you know they'll edit the movie trailer they'll add in the sound effects the, the you know the special effects all that shit proper lighting and then you kind of see what you're getting yourself into it doesn't mean the whole fucking movie's ready just no. get you just get the part that you want people to see ready because if not people are going to judge it Somebody comes out with a trailer for like the new Lord of the Rings and like underneath it's like, Hey, it's totally not finished. Like it's beta. People are going to be, the show looks like ass. It's going to fucking ruin. It's going to, you know, nobody's going to read. No, of course not. They tried Jeff. They tried. tried. It was really uh, clearly it was for fans, but you know, it's going to spread more than just that. And, and you know, it just, it's unfortunate, but uh, either way. So there you go. Starfield, just a reminder, Starfield is supposed to launch this year. That's crazy, but it is. We saw a bunch, we've seen a bunch more concept art, uh, but I do, if I had to guess, I would say Summer Game Fest is going to drop just like Microsoft's going to show up with their freshly purchased $7.5 billion penis and just slap that on the ground and and Bethesda's going to come out and be like, hey, I'm Todd Howard and here's Starfield and we'll see some shit. Um, I'm holding out for it. You know, this is Bethesda's first new intellectual property in the same vein as like a Fallout or a or an Elder yeah. Scrolls title in a very long time. Uh, yeah. And, you know, Bethesda didn't create Fallout. That was from another developer originally. So this is like, this is a big moment for them. They, they, don't, they really don't want to fuck this one up. And, nope. uh, and I think it's, it's perfect because we don't have a Mass Effect right now. There's a whole... For a space RPG not being filled by Mass Effect, and so they get this window right, they get this game right, uh, and it's and it's you know at the very least the typical launch day Bethesda quality, which is to say maybe a bit broken but still a mind blowing experience like every other game that they put out more or less. That's going to be huge for them, and more specifically, massive dub for Microsoft, just capital yep. dub. I mean, let's just hope that it's not Fallout with a new skin. <laughs> but we'll see we'll see we'll find out we'll find you know what even even if it's just a new ip even if, like just that even if they gave me fallout with a new skin at least i have to play it just for the sake that it's a new fucking ip like i have to at least i have to at least do that but i 
keep the expectations in check. It is Bethesda. Hope for the best. Expect the worst. <laughs> Seems to be how that goes. It's a slogan. <laughs> uh, EA Play 2022 was canceled this week uh, with EA saying that there are, of course, exciting things happening within their studios this year. But they want to reveal more about those projects when the time is right for each of them individually. Which I have here in my notes, as we just talked about, you know, coincidentally with Dead Space uh, and to uh, and to a certain degree also Starfield, shows remarkable restraint, which is rare for EA. Um, and for the same reasons we just discussed about those other two games, this is smart. What that means is that internally at EA, they went, man, we've got a lot of stuff here and it would be nice to show this stuff off at our yearly thing. But if we do... And this shit don't look so hot. We've been down this road before. (laughs) We don't don't need to do it to us again. So I think that's a wise move for sure. And and hopefully it leads to a better quality product at the end. Because I can only only imagine that when publishers or whatever do put a deadline for developers to say, hey, we need you to show this off uh, at this date. You need to have something you know, something that can be publicly shown by then that it, it, uh, how often is that ever a fucking positive for the game development process? Probably rarely. Uh, more often than not, it's probably more of a strain than anything that, that detracts from the overall development. And then if it goes over poorly in the public, that's just a morale fucking kicking the balls, right? For the dev team. They're Mm -hmm. watching it going, fuck, this wasn't ready. We had to do it anyway. Now everyone's yelling at us and we haven't even launched the game yet. And so probably all for the best either way speaking uh, of all the best either way the reginator reggie fia me himself mm. the reg god has left gamestop's board of directors after only a year and i mean he just crossed that line he's he skated across the the finish line after he cashed one year out, man. he cashed the stocks out and he said i'm out of here man no he got out I he, he, he got amounts of money well Those he got out paying specifically i think it was actually uh, definitely in relation to that for sure but what he said was when he was when he was asked about it at south by southwest he said uh he said nobody at the team because he's on the board of directors right he's supposed to be in like a uh an advisory role is what he was there for uh nobody at the game spot or GameStop, sorry team i'll never not fucking say get those two mixed up in my head GameStop team would give him when he asked ever any appreciable means in which they were going to attempt to bail the company out they never had an answer after a year of him being there and so he said all right well what the fuck am i doing here shouldn't leave my name on this if you guys are just gonna fucking hold your dick uh and do nothing about it so see you bye watch the ship sink i ain't sinking with you and so clearly, I mean, obviously, I don't know what his compensation was if it did include stock. If it did, I don't think it was so much that, like, he's, like, he's already a wealthy man anyway. But oh, obviously... Oh, he got stock. I guarantee, I guarantee you he bought... Yeah. He, but he probably got stock and probably bought stock. Yeah, because if, because if because if he performs well as an advisor and they do well, then he gets the kickback for it, right? But yeah. he gets out of there. He probably would have stayed if they didn't fucking dick around knowing Reggie, but... At the same token, I think the reason why they're not coming up with ways to bail out is because those guys are just riding that that mm-hmm. fucking oh, Reddit yeah. stock hype, and yep. and they don't care anymore. They're like, we've already made our money now, so let's just ride this bitch off into the sunset, see yep. if another stock squeeze happens, so, you know, for the shorts, and uh, get the fuck out. 
Uh, and yep. so I think Reggie's just separating himself from that before it does go down that road, uh, which is smart. And uh, that's that's Reggie. Smart dude. Uh, Elden Ring has already passed 12 million units sold worldwide. Which means it is already 2 million, uh, 2 million units, as far as I can recall, ahead of Dark Souls 3, which has come out several years ago now. And that's the lifetime sales for Dark Souls 3 was around 10 million. So in a couple of weeks, uh, Elden Ring already surpassing uh, Dark Souls 3 and hitting 12 million units. It's also, I believe, the fastest... The fastest selling, um, oh, what is it? Fuck, I should have wrote it down, but I didn't, I didn't read this when I was writing the list. I just saw this, uh, just, uh, earlier today. This thing's smashing sales records all over the place. It's even sold a ton of copies in Japan. It's popular fucking everywhere. Uh, and, uh, I doubt that that number is going to slow down anytime soon. I think Elden Ring's probably going to hit 20 mil eventually. Uh, and that's enormous uh you know for El- for a game like elden ring to sell 12 million units in, in the time it's been out is That's crazy fucking nuts right they're already working uh, on another one i bet <laughs> yeah so this is no longer niche right like this yeah. we're, we've broken out of the niche thing now when you have 12 million people buying it you're hitting call of duty numbers now uh yeah. so you know that's that's no joke uh and uh, you know, well done, I guess, from Soft. They they know what they're doing now. They've locked in their little corner of the market. Nobody does it like uh, like they do, and uh, and it's paying off for them. You know, the games aren't perfect, but it doesn't seem to matter anyway because they're so you know people are so enamored with them that they get well reviewed anyway. I mean, I've never seen a game with so many tens in my fucking life. I don't like. I don't know where it it landed on Metacritic after uh, all this time. Let me just like quickly check that out. Um, it's probably a bit different across platforms because the performance was a bit different across platforms. Um, but, uh, let's go to open critic. It's currently after 160, uh, reviews, which would be reviews from actual critics, not user reviews, uh, 96%. And on meta, that's a lot of reviews actually to hit 96%. Uh, Metacritic. Uh, let's go with the PC version. That's probably 95 after 54 on the PC. What about, I'll just go to the PS5 as well, just for sake of it. 96. And I think, I think PS5 has the most reviews. That's at 72. Damn. So it has done extraordinarily well. That's one of the highest rated games, not just of the last decade, but of all time from a critic perspective uh and so you know well done well done from soft fucking slow clap for that shit uh you haven't got a chance to, to give it a little go yet have you no i've been busy with some shit that's been going on in role play so once that saga is done then i'll i'll grind it out so um forthcoming yeah, yeah. forthcoming well it will give them a chance to patch more a big a massive patch is i think actually coming this week if it isn't already out or just came out and so by the time you get around to playing it hopefully a lot of the fuckery will be uh will be patched out it'll be a a benefit for for you to have waited a little bit um perfect darks reboot remember that remember that was the quadruple a not triple but the The quadruple quadruple. the quadruple a we we poked fun at that many moons ago when uh microsoft announced their 
their in-house studio, the initiative where they were hiring a bunch of, uh, of industry veterans at the top of their game to make some sort of like fucking LeBron James super team uh, of game developers to try and, uh, and bring home the championship, so to speak. And uh, their, first, uh, their first job was to do Perfect Dark's reboot. Uh, or Perfect Dark's game. I can't remember if it's a reboot or not. Um, either way, it was the I Perfect it was Dark title. I thought it yeah. was a reboot. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, for that reboot, for those of you who have been looking forward to hearing more about it, probably not going to happen for a time, because the initiative has hit turbulent waters and has hmm. uh, been reported that the, the, uh, that the development team has seen huge turnover or, over the last year, including some of the team leads. Some of the estimates I've seen are anywhere from 20% to 50% turnover of the entire team uh, has uh, happened in the last calendar year, including, Damn. and we already know this, some of the team leads have left. And so uh, this, is a, this is not a development going particularly well. The reasons behind... Some of these departures have been listed from people who have been uh, have left the company and been talking uh, have talked to people about uh, about why these departures might be happening. Reasons seem to center around not having much creative freedom, uh, enduring a very heavily top down management structure that leaves people feeling unheard, uh, and that reportedly has resulted in a painfully slow and unproductive development of the game thus far and robbed the development team of a sense of company culture. That was a big one that a lot of people have been men- were mentioning, where it just felt soulless. Like, the company culture was basically just, you were there, um, people in suits at the top told you what to do, zero creative freedom, and right. therefore no culture. And usually when you have no culture, and you're just having people tell you what to do, and you have no autonomy, people leave. Yep. Regardless of what industry you're in, that's pretty much the way that go- <laughs> pretty much the way that goes. So, uh, and that was shocking for me to hear because w- you know when we heard about the initiative, and they talked about you know that this was the elite studio, the quadruple A. You would think if there were mm. any studios that were going to have autonomy and like a more flat organizational structure where people were capable of making their own decisions, uh, and when when making the uh, you know this game. Apparently, it was the opposite, so that's unfortunate to hear, uh, and uh, and we don't have any more news on Perfect Dark other than that, which is never a good sign. So, if this game was anywhere, you know, close to being released in, let's say, uh, 2023, 2024, I'd no. push that out another year or two. Uh, and what will the game eventually come out to be like? I can't think of many games that lose that many fucking employees and turn out to be anything short of, like... Ass. mediocre at best <laughs> so perfect dark is just like that that's a cursed that's a cursed just intellectual alone, property man. just leave it alone jeez just leave it alone did you ever play the xbox 360 one it was like the launch title no. for the 360 no i owned it the multiplayer wasn't bad the 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 uh the single player was neither here nor there uh but it really wasn't amazing it was just kind of middling uh and you know when you have perfect dark the original on the n64 is one of the greatest games ever made you know it's in the short list if you're putting together like let's say the top 100 of all time perfect dark is probably it could possibly be in in the top 25 i mean it's it is definitely up there uh for sure damn yeah okay all right uh for for the purpose that like if you're talking about it was a better goldeneye it's goldeneye but better and and goldeneye 
I mean, that shit rated like 9-7. So, I mean, it was basically, you know... That, uh, that game should be in the top 25. Yeah. That, that, was, more, that was more influential than Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark yes. was technically better, but yes. GoldenEye was more influential than... Yes. Like, there is no Perfect Dark without GoldenEye, for example, kind of, kind of a deal. Uh, all the same, top 100 games of all time for Perfect Dark. If you want to put it that far up the list, it wouldn't matter. Top 100 is pretty good. Uh, when it comes out for the 360 and it's mediocre, and now people get excited finally after like another 15 years of, of radio silence for Perfect Dark, and now this is what they're getting after being told it's going to be quadruple A. That's just unfortunate. That's a tough way to go. Uh, so, you know, prayers for the, the fucking developers still staying behind and trying to tough that bitch out and see it through to the end. Uh, and hopefully it works out, because I'd like to see a good Perfect Dark game. I, I don't want to see more shitty Perfect Dark, but right now, not looking so hot. And other than that, Mr. Black, honestly, that's the list for this week. There wasn't really a hell of a lot else. Uh, I'll say on uh-huh. my, my personal front that um, that uh, with the new TV, I was testing it out, playing more Astro's Playroom. I mm. beat all of my personal best time trials on all of the courses, I managed to get into a couple of spots where I was top 10,000 mm. uh, of her times in the world. And then I, I, I tried so desperately to figure out better routes on a couple of them. I couldn't figure it out. So I finally went to YouTube. I wanted to see how far I could get with just doing my own routes for these courses. Cracked the top 10,000. Couldn't get any further. Couldn't get my times any better. And people were so far ahead. I was like, man, I need to see how the fuck these guys are out to. These game- I need to see the gamers, Jeff. I need mm. to see the sweaty... The sweaty yeah. fucking gamers. What are they yeah, doing? The Bro, the shit that they were doing, I would have never fucking figured out my, <laughs> my entire life. Yeah. They were finding shit. They were finding pixels that you could jump off of to like cut half the fucking course away and like everything that I would have never like. And I break games on the regular, but like there's no way I would have figured it out. And will and now that I've seen it, do I even want to try to get to this, those times? No. no, it ain't me. No. I tried. I was happy with what I got. I was happy with what I got. But that's it. That's all we got for for gaming, Mr. Black, which means it's time to sell out. Give us your best sellout. Patreon.com slash lag TV. Head on over there. Throw some money at the screen. If you want to keep the podcast going and flowing. If you can't afford that, that's okay. You know, make sure that you leave a, a, a rating wherever you're watching this. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe, tell a friend, share it, all that stuff. Or you can support a sponsor. We got one right now, and it's NordVPN. So if you guys are interested in a virtual private network so that you can stay safe and anonymous on the internet to watch different regions of your favorite streaming services, because when you when you tap in, say you're Canadian, you tap into that U.S. Netflix, you get a whole new variety of shows and movies that aren't available in specific regions. And that goes for most regions all around the world. So you don't have to be American or Canadian. You can be from the UK. You can be from Australia. You name it. NordVPN can get through it just by simply masking your IP, the click of a button. This VPN is super easy to use. You don't need to like type in codes and different you know, things and wire routers and all this stuff. No, you download an app, whether it's on your phone, your TV, your smart, your smart TV, your laptop, your Mac, your PC, and it does it for you. You just got to log in. You basically just choose uh, um, a place that you want to mask your IP, and it's done. It's, it's, it's literally that easy. My dad uses NordVPN, all right? 
So if you guys want to get it, um, NordVPN.com, so N-O-R-D-V-P-N.com slash O-T-T. Use the promo code O-T-T. Get a massive discount plus a bonus month for free when you get a two-year subscription, and it's less than a cup of Grande Cinnamon Dolce Latte at Starbucks a month. So pretty much everybody can afford it. Head on over there. Grab it. It's 2022. You know, the Internet's a crazy place. Stay safe while you're doing it. Stay safe while you're traveling, when you're on public Wi-Fi, uh, and use NordVPN. I mean, that's, that's just pretty much that. So go check them out. Link will also be in the description below. Nailed it. I have a question for you, Mr. Black. Mm. With all of your time as, as OTT, you've done all this music. By any chance, have you taken the opportunity yet to do a parody of, you down with OPP? Yeah, you know me! You know, tell I me you I would on. have. I, I would have, but um, you know, Twitch and No Pixel are very DMCA type shit. So ah, like I can't true. really do parodies of stuff and play it in the city for people to listen to. That sucks because it's such a fucking it's such a perfect lineup, bro. I know, I know. A-O-O-T-T. <laughs> yeah, you know me. That's, that's so easy. Uh, it writes too, it's itself. Too it's too easy. It's too easy. It writes itself. All right. Well, I thought, you know, it just came to my don't ask me why that came to my mind, but it did. Anyway, it's time for Movies and TV. Oh, straight off the press. Mm. Amazon. Amazon. Just just bought. Purchased. M- MGM for $8.5 <laughs> billion. Dollars. Whoa, 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 hey, whoa, whoa. You it know what that just means. happened today. Find all of your James Bond shit. <laughs> it's all going to Amazon, over 4,000 film titles, 17,000 TV episodes, oh, all going over and owning by Amazon. They Fuck just straight me. up bought out MGM. Fuck me. This is, you know what, 2022 has been... It's a done deal. It's, it ain't oh, it's even, done, done. It closed. It's done. This is this is hot billionaire summer, Mr. Black. This whole 2022 has just been hot billionaire summer. Everyone's out spending money, buying bitches on the regular. Yep. yep. Amazon ain't messing around. So remember, I Damn. think we talked not too long ago about Amazon selections. Dude, the stuff they have on Amazon Prime is pretty good. Like, it's not like littered I, with a bunch of shit like Netflixes. I do now, want their app to suck a bit less. No, I'm not talking about the bug that I've had, but like... The discoverability on Amazon is so much less fluid yeah. than than Netflix, and if they're going to add all this shit, I need yeah. them to step their game up a little bit. Yeah, they might even have like like an MGM section. You know, it's probably the yeah. best way to do it, and then you yeah. can just uh, do that. But yeah, similar no, to what I mean, Disney Plus did, where when they like, have like correct. their own sections like, up at the yeah, top, there's just like Star Wars section, Marvel yeah. section, fucking you know, they got a bunch of shit. So yeah, so anyway, that happened. Awesome. That's, that's it's a lot of money. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, I, I I should be more stunned by that. But when Microsoft, you know, bought fucking Activision Blizzard for four hundred and fifty eight billion dollars, uh, everything just kind of doesn't hit the same way as no. it used to. <laughs> it doesn't. Everything sound everything sounds pedestrian by you know by comparison now. It's like oh eight hundred oh only eight billion dollars. Well, did you see the fucking four trillion dollars that was spent over here? So anyway, that is a huge amount of money. Crazy. Uh, 
And uh, very interesting. I, I didn't even know MGM was necessarily looking to get got, but... Yeah, they've been for a while. Like really? Like a long time. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you, there you have it. That uh, that makes things very interesting, and certainly that uh, tells you where you're going to find all of your James Bond shit uh, moving forward. I hope that they'll take the opportunity to upload, uh, you know, remastered versions uh, of the movies, because not all of them that are available right now are remastered versions of the of the movies. So if they'd done that, uh, I'll be even happier, because it'd be nice to go back and and watch some. Uh, em and I just watched a couple weeks ago. We watched. Um, Goldeneye, for fun. Popped on wow. Goldeneye, got some Pierce Brosnan uh, in our lives. And uh, and so, yeah, I'd, l- I'd love to have uh, to have them uh, to do that. That'd be great. But that's huge. Well, good job, Amazon. Slow clap. Not worth $8 billion yet, but Deadpool 3 has their director in Sean Levy, who has teamed up with Ryan Reynolds to produce both the recent Free Guy and The Atom Project. Uh, they hmm. seem to make a hell of a dynamic duo. Uh, Free Guy was great. Uh, M-, M and I watched the uh, the Adam Project here the other day. Fire. It's Fire. Good. I might watch it tonight. It might be the My- first movie I break in. Bro? It's the best Ryan Reynolds, new like new era Ryan Reynolds movie, where when you watch it, you know you're, you're getting Ryan Reynolds. It's the best one. Okay. It's the best one. All right. Uh, very good movie. So when I saw that he's teaming up with him for Deadpool three, now I'm excited. They do they do good work together. Uh, and so that's that's yeah, awesome. I, I like Free Guy. I watched that on the plane on the way to Vegas. Yeah, I've seen that as well. Um, it was well done. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was fun. It was yeah. just a fun movie a fun with movie. a lot of video game references because it's a video game. Uh, yeah. So, um, there was a lot of things that like I chuckled at. You know, um. Obviously, they had like ninja and shit in there. Like oh, some, yeah, some yeah. of it was kind of, some of it was kind of whatever. But that uh, was a pandemic overall, movie too, where like the production yeah. was like uh, interrupted quite a bit by that. Um, so yeah. it was kind of that movie did well. Like I'm, I would imagine there's probably gonna be a free guy too that'll come out because that made a shit ton of money. So yeah, it did. So, um, yeah. yeah uh, what was I gonna say? Lots of lots of references in the Adam Project as well. So if you keep your eyes peeled, also. The greatest punch in movie history is in the Adam Project, so buckle up for that one. I won't say okay. anything more than that. It's just the all greatest right. punch of all time all is right. in that movie. And, I'll, and when, when you watch it, I want your report on the greatest punch of all time all next right. week. All right? Sounds good. Even better, I might even get you to, to mimic it in the background on, ca- on camera next week. All right. Uh, the Sonic movie 2 got its Sonic Cut trailer this week, which was pretty mm. clever. Uh, they just put the trailer playing at like Mach 4. It was like, it was like a three second long trailer just played like super fast speed. And then the following day they put the actual full trailer out. So that was kind of clever, kind of cute. Uh, I wonder if somebody actually slowed it down and watched the trailer. I promise they definitely did. Uh, for sure. I don't think they put the full trailer in. I never watched that one or slowed it down, but they, I, I suspect they, it was more of a teaser just done in like the quick form. Uh, but they released the full one the day after. Uh, and the film also got its poster art, which was absolutely nailed. They took a lot of of uh, cues from the Sonic 2 video game cover art and worked it into the uh, the movie poster for the uh, for the second movie. Uh, and also, just in general, I have it here in my notes because it's true. The crew just continues. I mean, I've watched the trailer. I don't know if you've caught it yet, but the crew just continues to fucking understand the assignment. 
ever since they had that hard reboot where they 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 failed miserably on that first fucking uh trailer for the original movie and then they went back into the shadows everyone screamed at them until they re- ever since that moment they have fucking understood the assignment and are batting 100 over and over again these motherfuckers got idris elba to play fucking knuckles in this movie and it was a perfect casting uh choice and now he's also going to be getting like his own series and everything like they're just nailing it they're fucking smoking it and so hopefully they continue to do so because really it's the only thing that the sonic franchise is being used appropriately for at this time sure shit ain't the games so uh yeah well done to the team making the movies to say the least uh miss marvel also got a series this is their series not a movie miss marvel the series got a trailer uh and it's looking like kind of like a nice younger audience geared show it looks like something like obviously yeah like obviously marvel is done in such a way that you can bring your kids to watch marvel movies and all that shit but this is like it's geared for kids kids uh yeah. like the whole thing it's not like oh you can take your kid do it it's this is for your chi- your you know your child basically yeah uh and uh it looks good it looks good i mean i'm not shocked it's more marvel shit it's rare for it to be bad uh but uh but yeah it looked it looks to be uh to be quite good and for uh, properties in which young geeky kids are the center of attention uh, we're doing well right now between fucking the Spider-Man movies that we've had recently and uh, this with Miss Marvel and um, uh, what was it fucking Turning Red or whatever, the movie that just came out here as well. Uh, all sorts of it seems to be the theme of the last year or so is these geeky, uh, these geeky kids taking over the world. And apparently this one really caught me off guard. <laughs> uh I never saw, well, I, I did see, I did watch the trailer, but I, I don't know, I'm, I feel like I almost need to see it again. Have you seen the trailer for this yet? So what it's is- the mind, apparently from the mind of the long dormant Mike Myers, who has literally just disappeared, like fucking forever and ever and ever. From the long dormant mind of Mike Myers, the Netflix's, uh, or the Netflix six episode series, The Pentaveret, got a trailer this, uh, this week. Uh, which included not only Myers, but also Jeremy Irons as the narrator, Ken Jeong, Keegan-Michael Key, and more. Myers apparently plays eight characters in this film, taking up similar things as he's done in other movies where he might play one or two. He's like, fuck that shit. I'm going to play eight in All this right, one. Eddie Murphy, calm down. <laughs> uh, that's been That's kind of been his shtick, I guess, ever since uh, Austin Powers, but... Uh, all the same, I, I watched it, but I didn't really take it all in because I was, I was so surprised by it, uh, by it. Do you want to, uh, give it a little look-see if you've yeah, not sure, seen it? Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. All right, so I'm just going to put on the, uh, I'll find the trailer and I'll send it to you. I can't believe Mike Myers is going to be back on my screen again. After all this time. I thought he was just done done. I thought he decided to say fuck he it. He probably <laughs> won't be on mine, to be honest. <laughs> fair. That's can't fair. Say, can't say I find him funny. That's fair. Not even like the Austin Powers movies? No. Okay. Like it. It's not my Fair comedy. ball. Fair ball. All right. Let's go for it. Oh, that's the wrong fucking screen. Hold on. There we go. That's the right one. 
All right, in three, two, one, go. In 1347, five learned men realized that the Black Plague was caused by fleas on rats. However, the church believed the plague to be God's punishment, labeling these five men heretics. So they formed a benevolent secret society to influence world events, known as the Pentaverate. It's a play on the Illuminati, clearly. much fun since I was at a nudist colony and accidentally backed into a meat thermometer. <laughs> that teaser shows almost nothing. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, if you're a Michael Myers fan, then you're going to be excited about this. I mean, you know, he's got he's got a pretty diehard legion of fans that enjoy his type of humor. It's not my thing. I mean, it's free on Netflix, or I guess you know, it's part of your. It'll be on Netflix. So yeah, maybe on Netflix. Yeah, so you know, um, yeah. I mean, it could be some some dumb fun. I feel like he probably strong armed Netflix to give him a shit ton of money to just have fun and be on Netflix. Be, you know, because we haven't seen him in anything in forever. Does, does so, Mike Myers have strong arm capability right now? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think, um, there's probably a, I think this is probably gonna be very successful. I think there's gonna be tons of people that are gonna watch this because, um, Austin Powers is, is so big, um, yeah. that I think people are just gonna check it out and hopefully get a piece of Austin Powers in this, which it seems very Austin Powery. Um, well, I mean, it's 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 kind of like expecting to watch when you watch Mike Myers doing anything with comedy, and you have to expect that you're going to get Austin Powers in there or Doctor Evil in there because it's like watching Jim Carrey and not expecting Ace Ventura to pop out in a character. Like if you're watching yeah. the Sonic films, like speaking of, and you're watching him play Doctor Robotnik, Doctor Robotnik is just a slightly fucking tweaked version of Ace yeah. Ventura. And so you're going to get that. So if it's like, if that's your thing, um, then you're probably going to en enjoy this series. I, I'm a, I'm a fan of like the Austin Powers stuff and Wayne's world and, and things of that nature, uh, from, from Mike, I'm not a fan of all of his work, but certainly Wayne's world and, uh, and Austin Powers, uh, for me, uh, I'll, I'll give it a look. It doesn't, when I watched the trailer, the trailer didn't grab me, uh, didn't beyond me laugh. It just, Beyond to say there's Mike Myers playing eight people, I don't like have anything else to go on other than then then he's managed to also convince some other relatively prominent and and actually relevant people to be part of yeah, this. I mean, production. they're probably all friends too. Like you know, yeah. like uh, Mike Myers is is pretty pretty iconic in terms of comedy, and and you know, uh, it's it, I think it's probably going to feel like a big SNL skit with a budget. Um, 
and we'll, and we'll, we'll see. I'm sure it'll, I'm sure it'll do well. So it's yeah. just not my, it's not my jam. He's just not his comedy's not my jam. I was never a big fan of Wayne's World. Never a big fan of of uh, Austin Powers. Didn't really find. I mean, trust me, I, I've laughed at Wayne's World and Austin Powers. Not like I go in there, I'm just like hating my life. But I, I could. It, it's just could bits and pieces instead yeah. of the totality of it all. Yeah, yeah I, I I get you. Wayne's World especially because Wayne's World is like so so fucking referential. Yeah. It's all referential humor, and even more than anything, it's white referential humor. Uh, so there's like nothing that I can even imagine, like other than other than some uh, universal shit that was in Wayne's World that would have spoke to you <laughs> at all when it was. Yeah, no. Uh, and then of course Austin Powers is just like you know, it's <laughs> that's just really silly, fucking bordering yeah. on slapstick type shit. Um, some of it lands and some of it doesn't. I don't like everything in Austin Powers, but the stuff that lands for me, like I'll never fucking forget that shit. Uh, it's, it's just, uh, it's just good. So hopefully some of it, just like, just like that shit. Hopefully some of it lands here and I can enjoy watching it because I'd like to see Mike Myers, you know, once in a while. I know, I, you know, I, I, I feel like, uh, I feel like it, it was weird knowing that he's. It's not like he's five hundred years old, but still somehow not active. <laughs> on the bigger screen. I mean, I wouldn't screen. be surprised if this does really well. Like, maybe there's even a deal where he'll he'll do Austin Powers for Netflix, and this is like what he has to do beforehand. His, his foot in the door, or yeah, or whatever. Be. We'll see. Yeah, that's all I got for movies and TV. Do you have anything else uh, other than that breaking news? Um, I mean, there's some reviews coming out about Halo. Um, I did see I, I did see IGN give it a seven for the first episode or something like that. Yeah, I think uh, I think some of the press and stuff got the first two episodes. Um, I'm hearing that it's it's mediocre. Um, That's what I was seeing too. Master yeah. Chief has his helmet off a lot apparently, uh, which a lot of diehards are pretty upset about. Um, and uh, apparently the music kind of sucks, which is a shame because it's Halo. Like uh, that, I've been hearing that a lot of people are just disappointed with the soundtrack of the show um i'm guessing because they didn't use the i don't know original I, yeah stuff? I, I have no idea i'm sure that mm. the theme song's got to be in there but I, just in general i i don't know what they're going for but uh I've, i'm i'm hearing very probably 6.57 from the first it's the first two episodes yeah um apparently like a lot of the lore is all changed up and stuff they do with the covenant and different things is apparently different yeah we already knew uh, that they got real loose and, and fast with the uh the lore for sure yeah so we'll see what happens i'm still gonna check it out um and we'll you know we'll see but i've heard it's pretty pretty meh yeah i um uh, very important i i i knew that that the series was going to be mediocre not just because of the reviews but after um after the team decided that it was important to recognize that people were questioning why there was a chevy tahoe so prominently fucking uh featured in the episode yeah. and they said don't worry uh that chevy tahoe is there for a very good reason at which point i just checked the fuck out yeah. <laughs> yeah. like what you know what no stop i don't need to i don't need to know why the fuck it's chevy tahoe is somehow important or sponsorship money in halo yeah sponsorship money exactly yeah. uh yeah other than that yeah i don't i don't know i don't think there's anything else no uh, i mean we, we talked covered about the stuff. what we were watching at the beginning right. of the show so i don't really have anything more to add all right well if that's the case it means it's time to move on to Texas.
Puh! <laughs> Patreon.com slash lag TV is the place to go if you want to join in on tech support. $10 or more a month gets you a couple of things. Uh, after I'm in this house and we're settled, uh, I look forward to finally shipping out all of the shit. I'm probably going to re-message everyone on Patreon as well in case people have moved since they've put in uh, for their stuff. And then we'll get some uh, some labels and stuff done up and and put some packages together and, and send those out. Uh, but other than that, tech support, $10 more a week. It's a couple perks. One of them, asking us questions on a post I put up on Patreon. Call tech support. tech support. You ask, we answer. It's complicated, I know. But we do it. Super Kami Guru asks, Do you think games are easier or harder these days versus some uh, NES and SNES games or that era uh, when they were current? So back then versus now. Say that again. I mean, do I think they're harder ne- uh, before than what they are now? Is that what's yeah, the question? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't really give an answer because I haven't played much old stuff recently um i i i would think that they're probably feel easier today simply because we're just i think i'm just better a gamer and i was also a kid so like or i was younger so perhaps it just felt harder back then because i wasn't as experienced i will say though when I was doing more of my retro stuff in the beginning, when I was testing out games, because I used to like test every game that I got just to make sure it worked. And I would sometimes play some of these older games like the Contras, the Castlevania, the, you know, Mega Man and stuff, Bomberman. They're still super fucking hard games. Like they're very, very hard games and they're just unforgiving. But they're also games that like, if you just play it enough, you just, get the patterns they're they're their memorization of patterns really is yeah, what they come down to it's yeah. like, almost like platformers in, in its own way that you just kind of get used to um but still very very difficult i mean that's best answer i can give yeah i i would yeah i would say that even if i were let's say that i was this age back in the in the 90s when those games were prominent um i do think that on average they were more difficult, but not for not for necessarily the reasons of of the game itself being difficult. But you know, not every game had particularly amazing controls, or or no. things were just very punishing in general. Not giving you the opportunity to do you know, have more than a you know, unless you're earning extra lives, only having a set number of lives to do things, and uh, and then you have to start all over again. And and sometimes it was just the 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 crushing nature of being sent back to the beginning that just made you want to stop playing the game versus the game actually being difficult uh, in some instances. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah. So I would say that was, that's more, it's just kind of like less forgiving. I don't know if they're necessarily more difficult than some games today. Uh, And that depends on what games you're talking about too. Everyone will always go back and be like, Oh, well, you know, Contra is fucking super hard or, or battle toads is super hard or some of the, you know, it's not easy to go back and play the Mega Man games. It's true. Those aren't, but there are tons of games that weren't that fucking hard. It was just kind of, uh, unforgiving is, is a better word. Whereas, you know, today there are games that are legitimately just straight up fucking difficult. Uh, whether you have muscle memory and and pattern recognition or not, you just get your shit kicked. Uh, and so 
Yeah, I, I, I think it's it's case by case basis. On average, though, if I had if you held a gun to my head, on average, yeah, games were harder on average back then. I guess if you want to call them harder. Uh, and I think some of that's also just because of how many games are made now and for the different types of people they're made for versus yeah. what it was like back then. Uh, Logan asks, if your kid or future kid wanted to become a police officer or work for the army, would you support that? Say that again? If, you're, if your kid or future kid wanted to become a police officer or work for the army, would you support that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see why I wouldn't. Um, I would be more so on the police side than the army side. Um, but I'm still going to support one way or another if that's what if that's what Kai wants to do and he's like super passionate about it. I mean, it's good discipline, good paying, good ish paying job. I mean, you know, it's you're not going to be driving Lamborghinis by any means, but. You know, you can raise a family on the on that with good pension. So well, here in Canada, if you went the RCMP route, it's a it's a pretty damn good paying job. Yeah, and, so you can and get it's, a gov- it's a government job too, so you get yep. good benefits and yep and stuff like that. I wouldn't be against it. It's not like I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, like go get them. Yeah, em. hell yeah. Uh, but I'd be like, okay, that's interesting. Is there a reason why you want to? <laughs> do these things and if they're if he was really passionate about it then i'd support him yeah why not yeah i'm kind of in the same boat they they would neither of them would be my first you know hope for them um as far as work goes but if it was something that they felt really strongly about like anything you know you, you want to unless they're doing something really self-destructive you want to support them right so uh so yeah that's kind of what it comes down to unless it's incredibly self-destructive behavior you want to support passions regardless of what you know they are, even if they're not your first choices. Because uh, yeah. the last thing you want to do is is do the classic living by proxy, uh, living through your children and having them do thing. everything you wanted to do. If he said, hey, dad, I want to be a full-time streamer, I'm not going to be super supportive of it. I'm going to say, bud, I, hobby. you know, hobby. There you go. Enjoy it as a hobby. Don't do this full-time, please. Yeah. I did it for... You know, I guess by that time I'd be like, I've <laughs> done it. I've done it my whole life. You know, that's, that's like, arguably self-destructive behavior. So I'll show yeah, up. It's, it's not healthy. It's like, bro, I busted my ass for like 20 years doing this shit. So you don't have to please. Uh, Seth asks at, oh, this is, this is a question for me. Adam, can you describe, oh dear. Adam, can you describe Jeff's Ed Hardy style back in the day? All right. Okay. Do you have the hat nearby? I do. Okay, you want to get that for me? All right, there it is. All right, so how would I describe Jeff's Ed Hardy style back in the day? I think it would have to be something like this. Imagine Liberace. I don't know if Jeff knows who Liberace is. Do you I know, know who Liberace is. Okay, okay. all right, okay. I'm, I'm with you. I didn't know if that was so white that you didn't know who Liberace was. So that yeah, was just, no, you know. I, I know. Okay. So imagine Liberace, except black or darker, and sucking way less penis. That's basically... Not bad. <laughs> That's I didn't basically... Suck any, I didn't suck any penises. Zero. Zero, which is far less than Liberace. It is. 
That's about it. It's just sequence. It's just fucking rhinestones, rhinestones, fucking rhinestones. This is like the, yep. it's the Ed Hardy brand. It's it's I, as many. I think I still have maybe a couple of shirts like in a closet or in a bag somewhere. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's like the it's like the 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 you know um, bedazzled or bedazzled or whatever the fuck like a craze that 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 took middle-aged white American women by storm in the late 2000s turned into a edgy male clothing brand. Yep. I will say, regardless of what it was like, it was a step up from the from the baby blue everything, like yeah, uh, uh, Adidas or and one or whatever. Uh, I can't remember which brand the, the baby like blue Converse was under. And all, all them, all them. I... I had a I had an era where I just wore I had several <laughs> baby eras, blue everything. Right? I had when I when I was like in it when I was a teenager that was like the baby blue tracksuits the slush pantsy type the windbreakers type shit like full blown tracksuits baby blue North Carolina everything yeah. Then when I got to high school, I had a skater phase where I listened to a lot of alternative punk rock. <laughs> Wore, uh, went to like West 49 store. All American rejects. All American rejects, yellow card, (laughs) the used, all them. I was hard on that. And I, I, I dressed very skatery. Um, and then that lasted probably a summer, uh, a little bit into a school year. And then, um, after high school and university, Late late high school and university, I had like a preppy phase where I would wear like lots of pop collar shirts, polos, you name it. And then from there, I went to the Ed Hardy stuff. Now, I didn't have much of that because the shit was so expensive. I would basically get paid and I'd buy a shirt with my paycheck, like two, three hundred bucks, you know, and then that, that was the show. So I had that little phase that lasted, you know, better half a year. And then um, became a gamer a little bit later <laughs> on. Started doing a little bit more preppy stuff again. And then became a gamer. Now all I do is wear sweats and sweaters. <laughs> it's been the like dream. that now for like 10 years. The dream. The dream. Peaked. Peaked. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Ed Hardy even still like an active brand? Like, is that, is so. that still? Okay. I don't think it's super like popular, but yeah. I do believe when I was in Vegas, I saw a couple of douches with, uh, with some Ed Hardy on. Give it enough time. It'll come back around. Probably. And then you can finally sell that hat. There you go. Was, <laughs> this was a $300 hat, guys. 300 right. bucks. Vintage Ed Hardy. I went to, I remember I went to Montreal with Kayla. This was like near the beginning of a relationship. And we went to a store that sold Ed Hardy stuff. I bought this hat and she bought um, like an Ed Hardy pink hoodie for like $500. It was like oh. every dollar she had. Yeah, it was <laughs> crazy Twinsies. Twinsies. Uh Danish Devil asks, what's the most excited you've been recently? He said, just had uh just held my toddler while the trash truck came by and honked the horn, and my boy physically shook with excitement, and I yeah. started to wonder how long it's been since I was that excited for something. Well, I mean, you're not gonna ask me the last time I was excited as a toddler for a fucking truck honking a horn. Cause that shit is like, that's peak euphoria right there. You can't, you can't get much more excited than that. Uh, but, uh, man, I don't, 
I for me, I, I don't mean, know. It's easy for me. It's easy. I was I was pumped for Vegas. So like when I got yeah. to Vegas and I had my first like nap and I woke up, I was feeling good. My stomach wasn't salty, and the boys were there. Pretty pumped. It's a good time. Um. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm obviously excited for the house, but I'm I'm more just like emotionally and financially beat up, fucking working on it right now. So it's hard to be like super thrilled about it. It's it feels more like a burden than anything right now. Welcome uh, to home ownership. Yeah, gonna, exactly. There's gonna be podcasts where you're like, bro, this shit just went. Fuck. Yeah. Yep. F- fuck me. Yep. That's but happening. It'll be worth. It'll be, it'll worth. be worth it. I mean, like, super excited. Uh, uh, man. Uh, shit, dude. I don't know. I don't think I got anything. Normally, if I if, if I hadn't bought a house and I wasn't so poor, if when I bought this TV, I'd probably have been pretty hyped. But now I'm just kind of like, eh. I didn't. I don't have. I actually don't have the money for this television. But I bought it anyway. Uh, because if I don't, then I don't have a way to actually work for eight hours at a time without crippling myself. So, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think I got to wait for, uh, I think I got to wait for, uh, for a, a game or a trip with them or, or something to hit me different, mm. uh, to get excited. Also just, I'm so apathetic, like in my, like, as I get older, I'm so fucking, it takes so much more mm. to get me enthusiastic about something um i feel that for whatever reason so it it takes it takes a lot and uh so when something hits me i fucking latch on so like if i start laughing uncontrollably i will fucking just double down on that shit and hold on to it like i have a fucking trillion dollar diamond in my hands and keep laughing for as long as i can over the stupidest shit because it's like that i get that island I get that hit. I get that hit once in a blue moon, right? I'm telling you, bro. That shit's (laughs) that shit's been my bliss. Okay. Uh, I'll see if I can convince. I'll see if I can convince. There ain't no convince. You gotta watch. You're gonna watch one episode, bro. You can be like, "That's it. I'm in." You're gonna binge (laughs) all three seasons. You're gonna be like, "Oh my god." (laughs) You'll laugh. Uh, Uh. A Dent says, a scenario, end of the world is here. Uh, while fleeing to your underground bomb shelter and or remote cabin, you only have time to grab one console and one game to play for the rest of your life. What are you bringing? Bro, if it's the end of the world, I'm, I'm going playing out games. there. I'm going, I'm going out there and just dying, man. If I'm going to be <laughs> honest. I, you know, I'm just going to walk outside and just. Yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep it honored. <laughs> like if it's doomsday. And everything is going to shit. I'm not trying to stick it out. I'm not trying to fucking live underground and no. play this fucking game, bro. I'm just going to say, you know what? It's been real. It's been fucking real. <laughs> I'm out. So I ain't just, taking no games. Play, grabbing a video game is the last thing on my motherfucking mind. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to go out with the rest of them. Uh, that, that's where I'm at. <laughs> Just gonna walk out. Why not? Find a pile, find a pile of bodies, and become yes. part of that pile of bodies. Why not? Uh, that's very morbid, given what's happening right now in the world. But all the same, uh, eight nine ten asks, "What is the best and worst thing about living in Nova Scotia?" Best thing 
small city that is still big enough that it's like there's you can still do some things. You get eighty percent of big city in in yeah. So the it's small like, form factor. Yeah, like you don't have to live on top of people if you don't want to, um, because like as as crowded as still the suburbs can be and stuff, it ain't nowhere near as big as like big city fucking shit where people are literally you can spit on their house from your house. Um, so I would say the best thing is it's a big enough city that it's still you can still go downtown or go and do things. Um, so I, I say that it's also beautiful. Like when the, when the weather is nice and it's like 25 degrees out 27 is, you know, there's not many places that are just naturally gorgeous. Um, you know, it's nice and cool cause you're on the water and stuff. Like it's just a different vibe, um, which is nice. Shittiest thing, taxes. They're, they're fucking awful. I don't, I don't care. They're like I, the highest any, in the fucking country outside of Quebec. And it ain't yeah. far. And it ain't, uh, it were, it's, it's not like much. pretty much the same. <laughs> and I mean, they fuck us dry. So like if my family and shit didn't live here, I'd be gone in a second, just from a tax standpoint, I'd have so much fucking more money. If I, if I moved to, to a place where there's no income tax, if I moved to the States, even not even, no, fucking, even not even like, no, just like less. Yo, half, bro. If if I had you moved if, to Alberta, if they took twenty five percent of my income instead of fifty, god damn, I have a Lamborghini outside. I shit you not, I have one. And what do I get for my tax money? Roads are still shit. Gas prices still dumb. Fucking healthcare system still fucking. It's good, but it's bad. Everything Dude, that, is, where's my money going? That's the worst part about it is that because the 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 tax base is so shite here, the people that stay here get reamed and they get almost nothing back in terms nothing. of like what the tax actually provides. So it's yeah. like uh, it's 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 just abysmal. I, yeah, the, Jeff's already nailed it. Those are the two best and worst parts. It's the you get eighty percent of what you would get in a major city, but on a small scale. We're not living on top of other people. Uh, And, uh, you know, the air is still relatively clean. Uh, You know, you're not in Smogsville. Uh, You're on the water, the temperature and everything. When it lines up, it's it's fucking uh, incredible. Beautiful fall weather here that lasts Mm -hmm. a fair amount of time these days. Uh, And uh, and yeah, just and and like Jeff said at the end there, it's for to, to talk like the youths. It's a different vibe. Uh, you know, the people that tend to come here from other cities or whatever, they tend to want to stay here because it, it, because of the vibe more than anything and not just because the houses are cheaper, uh, but the vibe is, the vibe is different. So, uh, yeah, that would be, that would be it. Best and worst part for sure. Uh, Dean Eves, life tips to get more sleep when your sleep schedule is fucked. Jeff's been uh, on the CBD oil. Yo, man, I'm telling you, get on the oils, man. Uh, and d- take a little bit, like it's been helping me a lot. Cause, uh, my biggest issue is like my, my brain doesn't shut off and I just like, I can't, I can't turn it off. And so like, it's not about me falling asleep. It's staying asleep. So I just find when I take the oils, cause I can usually fall asleep at night. Not really a problem. Like if I hit bed, I close my eyes. I'm usually going to sleep. 
but I'll wake up at one o'clock, fucking two thirty, four. You know, it's bad. So if you take some of them, take some of them oils. I I use um like you get them. Obviously, make sure it's legal where you're at. Uh, but it's legal here, so I just go to the liquor store. And um, I was taking some drinks for a minute, and they just get expensive. It ain't cheap. Um, it's like seven bucks a drink, and uh, it's good. It's got like ten milligrams of THC, which for me, I know for all the stoners out there, ones that really smoke weed, are like, bro, that's bitch made. I would, I wouldn't feel a thing. But I don't smoke weed, and it's a bot. You get like sort of a body stone. It's not like a. It's not a headstone. It doesn't make me paranoid, uh, like smoking weed does. So I just take about usually between 12 and 15 milligrams of this oil stuff. Um, I usually take 12 if I haven't really eat, eat much food. Um, cause if I, if I, if I'm on an empty stomach, I take that stuff, man, I can get fucked up. Um, so I usually, if I, if I had a nice meal, I'll take like, you know, 15 milligrams of that stuff. And I take it about two hours before I'm like, before I'm ready to go to bed, bed. And then, uh, like I said, man, I'm in watching TV with the wife half-baked, eating food, and then when I go to sleep, uh, sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night, like, once, but I say it's so much more rare now, and I just, I just feel better in the mornings, because it's not a bunch of broken sleep, so I might wake up once at, like, five or six o'clock in the morning, and, uh, and, and it's better than waking up all the time, so that's my, my take, I don't know, you know, if, if it's appropriate for you, but it's been working for me, so... And it's cheap. You get like you can get like a bottle of that stuff. I think it was forty bucks. And uh, this shit's been lasting me like I'm on like week six or week seven now. And there's still probably another month worth left in there. So pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, yeah. Regardless, if you use sleeping aids of any kind or whatnot to to get you started, really the. Um, if your sleep schedule is fucked and stuff, it's as simple as you have to, like anything, you have to form a habit. You have to have a form a sleeping habit. You want to go to bed and wake up at loosely the same time every day. And if in the beginning, that means going to bed an hour earlier so that you're literally just laying in bed waiting to fall asleep by the time that you want to be asleep and then getting up and going through the suffering of the first three weeks to a month of resetting you know, your your body clock whether you're using, you know, CBD or you're using melatonin or, or, or whatever. Some people even use, uh, antihistamines, uh, because that will knock them on their ass and will take half an antihistamine pill and be out for fucking four days. Um, she's fucking, she just, she gets hit two things hit M like a truck. Um, the antihistamines and, uh, and alcohol. She could literally drink like one of those like fucking vodka spritzers. Hmm trashed fucking she's living her best life she don't even need to pay cheapest drunk in the world and she will fucking sleep for a day after that so whether you regardless of what you're using be you need to get into the routine right like jeff said he goes to bed very similar times every single day waking up probably very similar times every single day and that's the thing that will that that is ultimately what you're trying to at- obtain or attain regardless of you know what sleep aids that you're using to get there and then once you get there you might find you might not need the sleep aids as much or at all once you get there and your body is in that rhythm 
because uh, that's what you're looking for uh, is is getting yourself into uh, into a rhythm. And some of it too is figuring out how much sleep your body actually needs because some people sleep too little, some people sleep too much. The results of how you feel the next day are similar regardless if you're oversleeping or undersleeping. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a bitch, man. Like sleep is one of those things in the modern era that's the hardest thing to lock down because we're on screens all the fucking time. Uh, and our minds are going a thousand miles an hour. It's very difficult. We're not as active as we, you know, we probably should be. And sleep becomes harder and harder to harder and, and harder to attain, you know, when it, when it, uh, when it comes down to that kind of stuff. And, and it's also, unfortunately, the one thing that will fuck your health faster than almost anything, the stress and lack of sleep. And they go hand in hand. And those two things by themselves will fuck you. Oh yeah. Endlessly. Hard. Yep. Uh, so yeah, definitely one of those things to try and keep in check, uh, if you can. Uh, Volcus, craziest game show you've ever watched. Easy. Watch some Japanese game shows. You will never fucking see crazier game shows, uh, short of maybe some crazy shit out of Russia. Um, yeah, uh, it was the, the, the old Japanese game shows where there's one, I don't even know what the name of it was, uh, but there's one where, uh, is like three dudes standing up on stage, uh, with, you know, their hands gotta be behind their back, their legs are spread open, you're wondering what the fuck is going on, and they're reciting a tongue twister in Japanese, trying to get through it without, without messing up. Uh, and if they don't say it fast enough, and they don't get through it without messing up, then they have a lever arm with a rubber hand that is pulled back, and it releases, and it fucking slaps them in the nuts. Oh, great. At, like, Mach 4. Great. Uh... So there's that one, and then there's also uh, a similar one where it's like it, it, the concept is don't laugh. Uh, they're sitting in a classroom, and uh, Jeff, you've probably seen the video. It's the guy that, where they're trying to get them I've to laugh. It. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. And yeah. then they ha- if they laugh, they have to go over to the side of the room, and they have a big-ass paddle, and they fucking get their ass fucking clapped by this yeah. paddle. That's definitely the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so... There you go. So that was, was that going to be your answer, that one? Yeah, it was going to be my answer. Yeah, Yeah. so there you go. That shit was weird. Japan is home to some crazy shit, let me tell you. Uh, Blue Gree asks, do you think we could ever see Game Pass paying publishers or developers according to how many hours their game is played? That's probably already possibly part of compensation. Uh, this would mean that the incentive would be to make the games people want to play rather than jamming them with loot crate micro, uh, microtransactions. Uh, and he says in, in, in parentheses here, maybe this kind of deal would only be for AAA or well-known developers to lure them away from Game Pass's competition uh, when it develops. Uh, it, it wouldn't shock me if in some way, shape, or form, playtime does factor into some level of compensation with Game Pass. Because ultimately, Microsoft wants people to be interacting with the Game Pass platform as often and as long as possible to increase the odds in which they play other games or spend money on Game Pass. And so if you have games on Game Pass that are getting people to log in and use Game Pass on a daily basis, uh, then that's good for them and therefore probably compensated in some way, shape, or form. Um to your point about it being you know to to incentivize them to not do loot crates and shit microtransactions i mean that's never not going to happen because that's just going to happen right it's just proven to make money people will spend money on it i mean and it makes the most money yeah like even if they were getting kickback which i don't think is going to happen it's too much of a logistic nightmare netflix doesn't do this type of thing 
they obviously keep track of retention and stuff. And, you know, basically I think that what will end up happening is they'll be able to offer more money for next titles, depending on how well the said titles beforehand do and, or something like game pass, they can fund these, these companies and buy in. So they take less risk, the, the publishers or the developers, and then they can just publish it and put it out there uh, for people. So that way, you know, it's, a, it's more of a proof of concept is they can say, hey, this studio does really great stuff. The retention's really high. They're creating these games to keep people on this longer, which in turn, they're going to stay on Game Pass longer. Um, we're going to pay them more. I don't think there's ever really going to be a thing where it's just like, hey, your game's been played 100 million hours this, you know, this year or this month or whatever. Um, here's a kickback. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think it'll just be more of, Hey, there, now we have a big incentive. If you guys can, can do this and these are the numbers and new signups directly for this, you know, when a new account is made, what game do they go to first? You know, where, why are these people coming here? Um, they're, they'll, they'll be willing to pay for more of those things. I, I just think that's how it'll work ultimately. Because at the end of the day, Game Pass is still going to take all of the risk in the world. That's that's ultimately, I think, where the industry is going is the games that want to go on the Netflix's type things. They're going to they're going to make their game and then they're going to sell their game, their licensing rights to these uh, in, individual, these game passes or whatnot. And that's how they're going to make their money. And then they're going to make money on the micro microtransactions, of course. Um, and so will Game Pass. They're gonna take a they're gonna take a cut for sure. Um, it's just all about how well it performs, and then they're gonna get more and more money when they make these games. That's what I think is gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like like you said, you know, like Jeff said, you, you can't. I don't think it would ever come down to you. You know, your game has been played X hours, and so here's X dollars. Uh, it'd be maybe part of metrics used but never yeah. like the sole deciding factor of it's like of getting a, a sponsorship right yeah you know when you when you get a sponsorship deal say for example nordvpn say they sponsor podcasts which they do they're gonna look at okay for one how many people are buying nordvpn does this even make sense uh and number two if they're not buying as much what's the reach you know how well is the podcast doing what's the retention what you know, are people even making it to the salad segment, um, et cetera, et cetera. They may look at these things and then they'll say, okay, hey, well, we like to renew, but, um, you know, we're going to keep it the same because not a lot has changed, uh, but we're still getting good engagement. We're getting lots of clicks. We like where we're going or we sell like crazy and they, and then we have the ability to negotiate and say, hey, we're doing this. We do this really well. This is our numbers. The, the, the thing's going up. Hey, we want more money. And then they can ultimately decide, oh, shit, you know, these guys are really doing good. We can afford to pay them more. I think that's just ultimately what's going to happen. You can't, you don't really change, you know, it's, it, we don't really, ha we don't have a kickback incentive, you know? So if somebody buys a VPN membership, we don't get like $5 or something. We don't have that. It's just a, a flat out deal. And I think that's the majority of the deals that these, gaming companies are doing they're saying hey you bring your title over here we're going to pay you this amount of money we'll see how well it does if it does super well people are loving it fuck man well here's a hundred million dollars go make the sequel 
Phil asks, you camp in a cabin in the middle of nowhere. All right. You come back from a walk to find a live bear inside. What is the first thing on your mind? Leave. <laughs> the now? first thing on my mind is that's the bear's cabin now. <laughs> there you go. That, that That's it. Hope you enjoy uh, your stay. Yeah, I'm out. That's I'll all just you, go bro. sit in a tree for a while and not even I'm going to I'll sit in a car <laughs> so, with it running so I can get ready to drive a tree. Sounds like he's going to be able to climb up there real fast. Depending on the bear. Uh, yeah, you might get fucked. Oh, you get you will get super fucked. That bear will yeah. climb that tree faster than you can climb that tree. Uh, <laughs> and it's going to be a bad time on the way down. So, yeah, no, that's yeah, yeah that's, that's your cabin now. That's You're his cabin now. now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Xenon, what celebrities would you like or hate to be stuck next to on a lengthy flight? Love or hate? Yeah. So who would you like to sit next to on a lengthy flight? And then who would you not want to sit next to on a lengthy flight? Celebrity? Yeah. I can tell you who I wouldn't want to sit next to. Jared Leto. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Why not? Why? The dude fucking, the, the dude's, uh, 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 as far as I'm concerned, from what I can see from the outside, is just a, a complete nutter. I mean, he, like, he's, he's a method actor, clearly, but he's a method actor with, with a, a, uh, a, a an un, an, uh, how do I say this? A, an ego that does not match his accolades. Mm. Uh, and he strikes me as a person that given the opportunity, if there was an actual engaged conversation, this is assuming that the celebrities sitting next to us for a long flight are going to want to engage in conversation because I get otherwise what, who the fuck cares who's sitting next to you feels like they, he would just spend most of the time talking about how amazing his performances are, uh, and how much he got robbed that all of his scenes were cut from being the Joker in, in that movie and, how salty he is about the fact that he gave the greatest cat sound producing performance uh, of the Joker in uh, in Batman history. All right. So I don't know, like a Jared Leto. Uh, maybe also, uh, man, are they even considered celebrities? Like, not a single Fox News anchor would I want to sit next to. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want a Tucker fucking Carlson because I'd become a killer. Uh, <laughs> Or something along those lines. Um, who would I want to, though? Man. Uh, it's probably all sorts of people that I wouldn't... Uh, uh, you know, I'm going to go... person I wouldn't want to sit next to, Alex Jones. That's similar concept, yeah. Because for the sure. guy, you know, he'll go on a fucking tangent. He's a bigger, heavier set dude, which, like, you don't really want to sit beside... Uh, in a cram plane anyway on a long on a long travel right he probably he looks like he stinks so he probably smells because <laughs> um, he's always sweating and shit right so it's those coffee pills that he that he tries to pilfer yeah um, or not pilfer but uh, to sell people and then he's just batshit crazy too so like i think <laughs> you know like the conversations i guess would probably be entertaining for the first hour and it'd probably be an enjoyable first hour and then you realize you got like 10 more hours of this flight yeah be a bad time yeah, that would be bad. I'm going to um, say, uh, okay, Woody Harrelson, Olivia Wilde, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, my goodness. 
Um, Keanu Reeves would be, I think, probably super high on my list because I think he's he's the closest to a now like a normal fucking human being. Uh, hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go. Geez, who would I like to sit beside? That's tough. You want to sit beside the Rock? No. <laughs> no. You don't want to get one. sold products for like eight hours? Yeah, I th- actually think he'd probably sleep. You know, <laughs> it's probably his time to like get some sort of drink, sleep. Drink probably, tequila. It probably and wouldn't sleep. be that bad. Yeah, it probably wouldn't be that. It's not that I don't like the Rock. Like you know, I'm sure he's a. a oh nice my God, guy, Nick you know? Cage! Yes, but, fucking yes, Nicholas Cage. And early screenings, I guess, of that movie are out, and, like, people are fucking losing it. It's apparently quite good. The unbearable weight of massive talent. I want to talk to Nick Cage, for sure. That would be, dude, fuck, imagine the stories coming out of Nick Cage's mouth. I don't think I could do that for a long flight, to be honest. Oh, my God. Arnold Schwarzenegger's not a bad choice, either. No, that's a good choice. Yeah, that'd be a good one. That'd be interesting. I, I'd fucks with I'd fucks with sitting beside Arnold for sure. Um, hmm. Oh man, this I'm trying to think of some other like uh, celebrity females that I would like to sit next to. Um. Hmm. Yeah, Honestly, I don't know. Let's go I'm, with Carrie Ann Moss so I can ask her how her feelings are about the Matrix Resurrections. Oh God. <laughs> oh, God. Um. Uh, who else? Yeah, there's there. I honestly, I don't know, man. I'm not much of a celebrity guy. Like, I don't idolize celebrities. I don't. Well, like, I don't idolize them, but I yeah, like, like the, the ones that you I, think would might like be just mildly yeah. interesting to talk to, right? Yeah. Uh, because some some celebrities are in like a different echelon. Of celebrity, honestly, right? I, honestly, I'm gonna tri- I'm gonna trigger a lot of people, uh, but I'd sit beside Joe Rogan because I feel like uh, I feel I like really... the majority of our audience is probably okay with you saying yeah. Joe Rogan. Well, you know, some people are you know feel a certain way about him. Yeah, uh, and the reason course. why is I love UFC, so like yeah. we could talk about fighting in depth. Um, and you know, he's he's a podcaster, and I'm sure he could have long conversations really about any topic um that i would be interested in and you know he's a good listener and he's you know i i i would i'd probably pick i'd probably pick joe rogan um and he's he's a celebrity he's a massive fucking media conglomerate but he still seems like one of the bros so like i feel like if i wanted to shut up for a while and just fucking get some sleep he'd shut up for a while and get some sleep you know so i'll I'll go i'll go with joe i'll go with joe rogan it's a good choice, man. I couldn't do Alex Jones though. That shit, no, and it's that... not. A, and it's not that I hate Alex Jones. Like I'm whatever. You know, you know what just though? His voice, his his intensity, his just. I just like I. Him you know what? You know what I though? I could do Alex Jones before I could do Tucker Carlson. Alex Jones is is a. You know that the difference between Alex Jones and Tucker Carlson is to me. There was a point in which Alex Jones was being performative. Like, he knew what he was saying was crazy and, and wrong and inflammatory and gaslighting and and arguably harmful in general. 
Tucker Carlson, the difference between the two of them is Tucker Carlson, eventually Alex Jones, like he's that he's become that now. Mm-hmm. Now he believes everything he says. Tucker Carlson doesn't believe a fucking word that comes out of his mouth. And he does it day in and day out in one of the most damaging fucking ways on a societal level imaginable as a media person. Fake news, and baby. Keeps fake news. Fucking running it. And he and and like and that's what's the worst part about him. So I, that would be, man, if they were like, if you asked me, like, who's one person that if you just had one free punch in the mouth, Tucker Carlson all day, I'm putting that guy in the fucking hospital. I'm gonna, I'm I, I will work out for months ahead of time just to be. A, I will train. I will go to a boxing gym. Teach me how to punch, so that this one punch. Knocks all of his teeth out. Fucks Damn. him so hard he's he's you eating through that. a straw. That dude, the dude is cancer. Tucker Carlson's cancer. So yeah, probably something like that. I would say for for not wanting to sit next to. I could deal with Alex Jones. I think I'd just laugh at Alex Jones. He'd be tiring for sure. Like his yeah. energy is insane. Yeah, I just couldn't do it for long periods. I but could do yeah. it for an hour. Be like, yeah, fuck yeah, have a yeah. good laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one more last one yep it's the last one last one we have available uh it's easy this is not even really i don't don't even know how (laughs) all right i'm gonna change this up jay kim because i don't well no you know what no i won't change it up because i think there's some there's definitely some humor here you ready this one's for you you ready mr maximus black hit me up with the sound of Dwayne the rock johnson as sonic the hedgehog There's wow. definitely some energy energy drinks and going fast possible crossovers here. Um, I believe. Damn. Here. <laughs> I know you don't have a Dwayne Johnson impersonation. I don't. So let me help you out. All right. <laughs> Hit me up with the sound of Bane doing a Dwayne the Rock Johnson impersonation of Sonic the Hedgehog. Dude, you made it worse. <laughs> you fucking made it worse. <laughs> but at least you have a, a bad Bane impersonation, which is funny. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wait, uh, we'll go with... Uh... <laughs> if you If you want to move as fast as me, get this over energy. I don't know. I don't fucking know, man. You guys make this shit of hey, I'm I'm rusty, man. I'm rusty. I'm rusty. That's it. That's incredible. I love it. That Bane never gets old, bro. I I mean I'll be asking for that Bane impersonation until I'm fucking 90. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got for this Tech Alpha podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed whatever the fuck that was. We're gonna be back next week with another banger uh, patreon.com slash like tv if you want to financially support this and keep it going so that you can continue to hear jeff do impersonations of bane impersonating dwayne the rock johnson impersonating sonic the hedgehog we'll see you guys next week and until then stay safe out there have a good one and peace peace